Welcome to the Zen-ish Mommy Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Gershman, and while I may never reach enlightenment, you will find me here cussing and laughing along the way. This podcast is a place for all women to connect, educate themselves, and slow down because you deserve a moment to pause and press play. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, the Zen Mommy, and this is the Zen-ish Mommy Podcast, a place where you can feel connected, educated, and empowered, that we get to start to set aside that big bag of mom guilt and start to live more authentically. We're all women. We're all mothers. At least most of us are. Maybe if you're like me, there was a point along your pregnancy or when your children were newly born that you lost a piece of yourself. For me, I really struggled with the identity of of going from having a career. I was in commercial real estate. I was building shopping centers. I was doing my thing. And then I had my daughter. And at the same time, the market crashed. And that was like the housing crash of 2009. And I became a stay-at-home mom. And I lost all of these labels or ideas or thoughts that I had about who I truly was, who I was as a person, what my identity was. And it doesn't help that everything is set up for us to become so absorbed into motherhood, even in the baby showers, right? All the gifts are for the baby. And very rarely are the gifts ever really for the mom. There's this setup right from the very beginning that says, hey, you know what? You became a mother and you don't matter. But we're here to change the narrative on that. My next guest is focused and insanely driven to changing the narrative when it comes to pregnancy. She wants to create a new way for women to experience this incredible transition into motherhood. It all starts with us ladies. Her mission is simple, help women prioritize themselves through this highly transitional time while further tapping in to the excitement of what pregnancy and becoming a mother is all about. You do matter as a woman, as an individual, as a mother. Your needs still matter. So today I want to welcome Marnie Madras to the show. She is here redefining the way that we look at pregnancy and making the moms a priority. Thank you so much. I have been waiting a long time to be here and I couldn't be more thrilled to be here right now. And what the listeners don't know, as my beautiful guest just had baby number four, baby number four is currently one month old. And so she is out here talking the talk and walking the walk. So I'm happy to talk about how we change our pregnancy story. So talk to me. You have four children. Yes. My oldest is seven. He turned seven end of November. Then I have five, who just turned five as well. I have a two and a half year old and a one month as of yesterday. Anyone listening is like, oh my gosh, how does she do it? And we were just chatting here before we started recording. You know, I've got four and they're totally different age ranges. Right now they're 21, 19, 14, and 10. And at one point I had an infant and a preteen and we were talking about, well, that's hard. And really the reality is it's all hard. It's all challenging. Everything's what you get used to. Everything's foreign. Everything is foreign in motherhood. And you kind of get used to it. That's what you know. So when you told me like you have that age range, I would have no idea. I said how I would parent that because I'm putting on such a different hat to parent a younger toddler versus, you know, a teenager versus a young adult. And I would not know how to make that switch where for me, I'm kind of in, I guess, the chaos of the younger childhood. When your kids are younger, they need more of your physical time. Like they need your physical presence. And as they continue to age, they need less of that but they need your emotional and spiritual and intellectual support. And you almost transition from this very physically demanding job to a more psychosocial demanding job. It's a really interesting shift because it requires a different part of you to show up. 
I don't know how to give that. But what I've found in motherhood so far is the progression is pretty slow. When we think about when it happens, like, oh, that went through a blink of an eye. How are you already four years old? You're a baby. But I remember with my first, when I heard friends who were a few months ahead of me in the journey and they started feeding their babies solid foods, I was like, oh my gosh, I would have no idea where to even begin with that and how to start it. And then you slowly progress through all the stages. You get into that and you kind of both learn together, I guess, as you go. And it it gives the mother, the parent time to adapt where you don't think you really have that. Let's talk about your pregnancy story. What caused you to be so passionate about making moms the priority? So I think a couple of things led into this feeling and realization. I absolutely love being pregnant. Same. For everybody that's like, oh, I hated it. There are those that love it. I know. And I tell people, I'm like, I must be like 4% of the population, which I've never actually polled and I want to. Throughout all my pregnancies, I was very fortunate. They were uncomplicated. And my younger sister, we were pregnant pretty much through our journeys at the same time and absolutely hated it. So we couldn't be on opposite spectrums of how we felt towards being pregnant. And it just bothered me. I was like, no, that shouldn't be the case. Pregnancy in my head was the most magical, unbelievable experience. And for her, being a mother was something that she dreamed of more than anything. But to get to that point, the pregnancy was really painful, hard process for her. So I think that was like my first trigger of, you know, if the majority of women feel this way, we have to change that. Why do they feel this way? And how can we make that period better because that's a long period in your life, the nine-ish months. And then that really impacts at least your first few years into motherhood, how you start that journey and how you go through it. It really comes back to the beginning. The other thing that happened to me was while I say I love being pregnant more than anything in the world, there was something throughout all my pregnancies that just wasn't right. That feeling when, you know, when you leave the house and you left the stove on, it was just like, everything is going great and everything's amazing, but something like feels a little off. But it was in a light sense like that. And I did a tremendous amount of self-reflection, particularly after my second pregnancy. What I found was I lost me in the process. I came out a mother, which is everything I wanted, but I lost Marnie. I started to identify myself as mom first. My friends, my family, my colleagues, my whole universe started identifying me as a mom. And I was no longer Marnie, the girl who I worked so hard to figure out who I was, had then just kind of left her behind. On top of that, when I started to think back my pregnancy too, because I do, again, believe how you start this journey impacts those early years of motherhood. When I think back to my pregnancy, I was like, this wasn't about me. My whole pregnancy was about the health and the development and the arrival of my baby. Everyone around me, doctors, family, my whole support system, how's baby, how's baby, how's baby, let's have a baby shower. Everything was baby. When I was going through such an unbelievable moment of transition in my life from this woman to becoming a mother, and that happened with my first, but that happened two, three, and four. You know, we're always transitioning and changing into a new mother, and our whole world is getting flipped upside down. And that happened to me physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, politically, everything. My whole world kind of changed through this process. As a society, we really prioritize the baby. And we leave mom to be out of that narrative. She is not the center of the narrative when really she is going through a tremendous amount of change, which is equally as much as her growing child. 
Thank you for sharing that. And you gave us an overwhelming statistic and it was 83% of women feel that they're not the priority during their pregnancy. And I go back to thinking about my pregnancy. I will never forget. I was pregnant with my daughter, Isla, and I was the only one that knew she was a girl because my husband didn't want to find out. And I was walking down the aisle in an airplane and you know, I had a big tummy and a man is like reaching out, touching my belly. And they're like, oh, you're having a boy. I'm like, I don't know you. Why are you here commenting on my body and invading my space? It seems silly, but you look at these little things that all of a sudden your body is not your own. We have this story and it's been years and years and years of ingrained societal information. And clearly everyone else is feeling the same thing. I mean, 83% is an overwhelming majority of people say, yeah, I lost myself in this process. It wasn't about me. It was about the baby. How do we even begin to start to change this narrative? We as ourselves prioritize baby. That's an important takeaway that I think it's clear for people to see like, hey, yeah, you know, my doctor's appointments were all about baby. Everyone always asks about baby. I mean, and don't you think we believe that that's what we're supposed to do? Yeah, exactly that. Because we've been taught that our job is to bring a healthy baby into this world. But we haven't been taught about this period of matricence that the woman is going through. We need to focus also on ourselves to not lose ourselves in the process, to also be conscious of all these changes that are going on as we do transition into this expanded identity. How do we stop it for the next generation? How do we start changing that? Awareness is the first. My biggest advice is continue doing what you've always loved to do. Things that make you feel you. We have to think about that and be conscious about it. We can't let pregnancy or being a mom be an excuse to stop doing things that made us feel like us. Up until this point, as I said before, we've spent pretty much our whole lives trying to navigate our identity and figure out who we are in this world. And often what we find is that as women, we're really strong, multifaceted person with lots of identities. And nearly every woman will at some point lose herself in the process of becoming a mother, which is totally normal and very okay. But if we have this greater awareness and understanding that our identity is about to expand to include motherhood as well, we'll feel more grounded in that process in our identity. Because ultimately, I am Marnie and I'm a mom. I'm Marnie and I'm a business owner. I'm Marnie and I'm a vegetarian. All of these are different identities. And it's that and that is so crucial that we often leave out of the equation that I shouldn't be identifying as just a mom because I am equally, like I said, a business owner. I could be a marathon runner. I could be multiple things of who I identify strongly with as I fit myself into society. What are the things that bring you joy that get you back to yourself? I'm very career driven. I'm a workaholic. I created my own business through this process, actually becoming a mother. And that brings me so much joy. I love yoga. I do yoga multiple times a week. And carving out time to make sure I still do that. I love going out with my friends. I love food. I love exploring new restaurants. I love drinking. I love traveling. I travel still with my husband without kids because it's a very different way to travel. It's not easy to coordinate, but I figure it out however we can. And those are some small things that pre-baby I was doing, with baby I was doing, and post-baby that I continue to do. And those at the end of the day, make me feel me. Did you always have the ability to carve out that time for yourself? Or did you struggle with adding additional children? Hugely struggle. I still struggle, but I'm focused on trying to figure out how I can. Obviously here, when I say it now, it sounds like, oh, it's easy. She's got it in. No, but it's something that 
I set as almost like a goal of, I need this. How am I going to get there? And then backstep of figuring out my path, looking at my current situation and how I can still do those things that I love. It's hard, but I focus on prioritizing it. I see a lot of women just kind of give up. It's too hard to find time or it's too hard to find a moment for myself or movement or my mental health or connection with friends. And yes, because becoming a mother, it requires a lot of coordination and it requires a team and it requires a support system and it requires maybe doing things that are uncomfortable, like asking for help when we're not used to doing that. We're used to kind of doing it all. But the alternative is getting yourself so run down and lost that digging yourself out is a far greater task than had you maybe started chipping away at it. And you get to that point where your kids need less of you physically and you're looking around and you're like, holy shit, who am I? I haven't taken care of myself for the last you know, five or six years. I've gained weight. I don't feel good about my mental health. I don't feel good in my body. I don't know what I like anymore. I don't know who I am. And I hear you saying that continuing to make these steps, these processes of figuring it out, even when it's hard, even when there's roadblocks and you've got to like go deep in the Rolodex to find someone to help you with your kids. Like, it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Someone just asked me on a podcast, like, how do you prioritize yourself? And like, you just have to do it. You just have to say, I am the only one that can do this for me. I am the only one that can make myself happy, that is in charge of my own happiness or unhappiness. And if I don't, no one else is looking out for me. It's really important that we know this going into this because you want to make that a priority as early on as you can. So that's why I say like, as soon as you find out you're going to be a mom, start prioritizing you. It's going to be hard. There's going to be challenges. You and have setbacks. To, I think that's yeah, important absolutely. to point out. Like it is not going to be a linear journey. The best advice that someone gave me when I was pregnant with my first, do one thing for you every single day. And that's a small is walking to the corner or wherever your corner is, getting in your car, getting a coffee. It doesn't have to be big. Maybe it's a shower, which is a luxury when you have a newborn. Obviously, what those little luxuries are will change as your kids get older. But if you can try to just do these small things. And for me, that was the best advice I got because I got that before I was in the thick of it. I think we just unveiled the secret. We talk about the secret of enjoying motherhood, prioritizing yourself every day, which is funny because how do you enjoy motherhood? It's really not about the kids at all. It is 100% no. about you. 100%. I agree with that. I think that's such a beautiful statement that I've actually never really heard anyone put it that way. And it, it is. This is your life. You're bringing children into your life. You know, you're not entering theirs, they're entering yours. Before becoming pregnant, like I said, traveling was a big part of my life. I'm not going to stop traveling because I have kids, which everyone told me, oh, enjoy it now. It's not going to happen later. I'm like, no, I will bring them along with me. Is it the same? No. But do I still get that bug, that urge out of me to still explore and go and see? You make modifications, but at the end, it's about bringing kids into my life, into my world. I still go to restaurants. I bring kids. I bring their iPad and they sit so I can sit. And that was something I never want to do. I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach them to sit and they'll be great. And you yeah, know. I'm not going to be the iPad mom. And sometimes yeah. the iPads are, you know, let's use it as a tool. Apple came around and gave us the iPad. We might as well use <laughs> right. it as a tool. Right, exactly. And that was like, I was very against that and vocally against it. I was like, oh, I'm so not that mom. And then look, here I am and I am that mom. Because I was like, well, my option is I can still go out or I can stay home. And it's like, you know what? For me, I want to go out. Don't care. Come and I'll charge and pack your iPads. Being conscious of making those decisions early on, but preparing yourself for it 
is like you said, like it is that secret. We're bringing you into our life. I want to maintain my life and it's important that I do. And you also mentioned it earlier that there will be a point that it's just you again. You know, you will always have your kids, but they don't need you the same way that they do from age zero. That changes. It's like, who am I? What do I do? What do I like? What do I want to do? Do I want to just like sit around and wait for grandkids? Because now all I know is how to be a mom. No, <laughs> definitely not. I want to go back to something you said and when we talked about the iPad mom. And there's this idea of what kind of parent we want to be or what kind of parent we should be, which I just hate the word should, right? But we all have these shoulds. Oh, I should do this or it should look like this or my kids should behave in this way. And part of rediscovering yourself or holding on to yourself is letting go of these unwritten expectations or rules that maybe you've placed on what your motherhood journey looks like. Maybe you told yourself, Marnie, as I did me, I'm not going to be that iPad mom and probably said it with judgment. Look at those iPad moms, you know, that's not going to be me. And then all of a sudden we pigeonhole ourselves into this box and we take away tools that are accessible to us. And we start to create these very rigid expectations or standards that we have to live up to. And that takes some of the joy and the fun out of it, right? So we have to take a good hard look as what kind of rules, what kind of like unwritten expectations you have for yourself on your motherhood journey, and then start challenging those. I love when we question our beliefs and say, okay, says who? Says who that saying, giving your kid an iPad so that you can enjoy a nice dinner out with your family is a bad thing. Do you believe that? No, not really. Okay. Then, you know, letting some of these very strict and constrictive guidelines or expectations go so that we can really start to enjoy parts of motherhood, even if they don't look and feel like we thought they would in our big grandiose vision that we had pre-baby. And we're like, oh, this is the kind of mother I'm going to be. And it's full of Pinterest and all of these wonderful things. Expectations are the root of all heartache. It's not going to end up that way. It's not just motherhood. We have to learn to be adaptable in our whole life. When we're young kids, oh, when I'm older, this is how my life's going to go. We look at our moms and we're like, I don't want to be anything like you. I was like, oh, that's going to be a sad road if I head down that. I'm going to have to really turn left. Exactly. You paint this picture about your life in general and setting expectations. You're always going to set yourself up for, you know, it may not go that way as planned and I have to adapt. Coming out of COVID, we have to be agile. So I think we have to learn to be agile in motherhood, parenthood, as women, as a person just living in society. And it's a really important skill that we all have to build and be comfortable with when it really is uncomfortable. What I hear you saying, like the success in motherhood is a couple things. Prioritizing yourself all the way through daily. Yeah being agile and adaptable and letting go of expectations. 100%. That's it. That is the golden ticket to all of us mothers. Like, okay, you want to have a successful motherhood journey. You want to actually live joyfully following these three principles. We'll get you there. Success is how you define it. And no one can define success for you. Motherhood is an identity. So many times we may feel like we succeed as moms. Oftentimes we feel like we failed and that can happen multiple times throughout the day. It absolutely does for me. That will ebb and flow throughout our time as mothers. So it's not really, did I succeed as a mother? You will some days and some days you won't. And that's okay. That's okay. But make sure whatever you do, you feel good because this is your life. Once you have become a mother, you will always be a mother, no matter what, whether you succeed, whether you fail, they don't take motherhood away from you. That's beautiful. 
So not only are you out here, Marnie, championing for women and mothers to prioritize themselves, but you put your money where your mouth is and you created Rumbly. Can you tell the listeners a little bit what that is? Yeah, I created Rumbly because there's nothing out there that you can get that kind of encapsulates everything that we've been talking about today. A pregnancy demands this experience and you're unsure of who you are. You don't feel confident in anything that you're doing anymore. I created Rumbly out of this need for women to start prioritizing themselves, particularly when no one else is in the journey, but also bringing more joy to it. We both love being pregnant. Most women don't. How can we help those women enjoy the process more? How can we help them celebrate more? Because there are a lot of moments of celebration that either you're going through alone or that you kind of overlook. And then how can we be there more for those more challenging times? Rumbly is a brand that can be there throughout all of that. It's a brand that doesn't take itself too seriously when pregnancy can be really serious. Our flagship product is a subscription box. This is a monthly subscription that's delivered to your door with items that are just for you. Everything's for the women. This is not about baby. We love baby, but baby has so many people in its court and we're here for you. Half of the items in every Rumbly box are for the woman you are. The other half are for the mom you're becoming. So to support you month after month, as you go from this transition from essentially youhood to motherhood, to help keep you granted in this process, to keep you smiling, to support you where you need support. And in every box, there's a range of products that tap into your physical transformation, your emotional transformation, your spiritual transformation. It's stuff to inspire as well, which is often what we need wherever you are in your pregnancy journey. And each box builds off the other. Rumbly is also a great gifting destination. What I found was, again, baby showers. It's all about the baby. What about the mom? This is one of the biggest moments in her life. She deserves stuff too. She needs stuff. And she deserves to be recognized in that process. And it's not just about baby. So we have some standalone boxes as well that are just the best gifting option for stuff that you can get that's just for mom-to-be. It's the standout gifts that she'll really appreciate because they come from thought for her. And it's not just another onesie or baby blanket. Outside of Rumbly, as a gifting and subscription box, we're building a community. And it's sort of a sisterhood of women. And we're all about insights and not opinions, sharing how it is, supporting one another. It has that big sister vibe, someone that can just pass it down from generation to generation, like, hey, here's what it was like. Here's my story. You're going to have it different because every woman has it different. Every pregnancy is different, but let's learn from each other and let's just hear each other. Because when you are pregnant, when you are in the early stage of motherhood, the middle, the late, wherever you are, when you're in it, you're in it. You have two thoughts always going at once and being a mother is always one of those. We can really help to change this narrative of bringing women more to the center of their motherhood story. Being anonymous is really important too. And it's not that these women are anonymous. It's more that they don't know each other. They don't come from the same background. And there's a lot of value in that. Like, oh, no, you can't do that. Or I know you, or this is how we do things. And it's more just coming at it without any preconceived notions of who I am or who you are. And let's just share some stories and hear each other out. Motherhood really ties us all together in the most 
beautiful way. I've always said it's like this thread that no matter where you are in your motherhood journey, you can have compassion for someone because you've been there or you're going there. So I'm excited about a rumbly box. What are some examples of things that are in it? In our first trimester box, there's a couple of exclusive rumbly items. One of our flagship products there is a countdown calendar. And it's sort of a twisted spin on the fruits. So the fruits are again, all about baby. How big is baby? Absolutely love that. I follow that. But there was nothing about the mom and what she's going through weekly. So there's prompts, there's inspiration, there's a little bit of education and everything that she's going through. And it's a really visual, beautiful piece that you can just put on your desk or put wherever into camp down to your due date. Also, another piece that Rumbly created in that box is a felt folder and it's an organizer. And I felt that in my pregnancy, things were scattered all over the place. And that's one thing that I could really do. I really value being organized and keep all my hospital documentation, keep my doctor visits, keep my requisitions, my ultrasound papers, everything really in one place. Then as we move along, and there's six other products in that box of kind of Rumbly's take on the essentials for your first trimester. And those are things that you're not really going to find in a blog, your best friend or sister be like, hey, you know what you really need? It's in here. Then as we get into our fourth trimester, fifth and sixth, so you'll find things that are supporting you to kind of bring you back to who you are. So one of like a really unique item also that Rumley has created in there is ankle and wrist weights. It's not to say, hey, go out there and start exercising, but it's to inspire you to like, hey, you know what? Get off the couch, get moving. It's going to feel better. Go for a walk, get that coffee, decaf, regular, whatever floats your boat. But the point is, this is going to feel better for you from a mindset if you start moving. And then it's also good for baby. It's good for blood circulation. I have a mocktail in there. And the point of that is your Friday nights may have changed, but you can still have a drink, go with friends, be social. There's a little game in there that you can play with your partner, play with your friends. And it's called after dinner amusements. It's prompts that are not about baby. Like, would you rather? So that again, brings some amusement into your life. Then there's all your classic beauty products, belly oils and magnesium oils. I have a kinesiology tape. Then you go into Rumbly's take on the hospital and delivery bag and little luxuries to help make your experience along the way, ultimately just feel better. That sounds amazing. Where can listeners get a hold of their own Rumbly box or gift it to any mothers-to-be? On our website, everything is sold rumbly.co, R-U-M-B-L-Y.co. Definitely check us out on Instagram. It's rumbly underscore co. And that's really where we're building that sisterhood community. We share a lot of what's going on with Rumbly behind the scenes, but then also we're really working hard to change that narrative and bring women back to the center of their journeys. That's incredible. And I'll put all the links down below in the show notes. And you're offering a special promotion now through when this episode airs? Yes, because we believe more than anything that women deserve a better pregnancy. We are offering 40% off your first month with Rumbly, your first Rumbly box, and free shipping anywhere across North America. No minimum thresholds, no strings attached. All right. Check out your own Rumbly box and follow them on Instagram. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for educating yourself, for empowering, and for changing the narrative on pregnancy. Marnie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Until next time.